0: The Dutch couple as they turned around. Good afternoon, the woman said in English. Good afternoon, Villar replied. His English was not as strong as hers, but it was serviceable. You are from Holland, I hear. I have visited Amsterdam. Very beautiful. As is your country, senor, the woman said with a pleasant smile. One of the two bodyguards pressed the button for the eighteenth floor and the dutchman pressed the button for the 17th as the elevator ascended the woman stepped into the front corner of the elevator and her maid stood on her right directly in front of the doors facing forward it is always wonderful to see foreigners here villar added are you here on vacation the woman shook her head sadly no we are working i understand lucia villar said and he checked his watch again. But Lucio Villar did not understand at all. Martina Yeager glanced up to the digital floor number readout over the door and saw they had passed the fourth floor restaurant without stopping to pick up more passengers. This told her the odds were good they would likely go all the way to floor 17 without stopping. Lucio Villar smiled up to her and he seemed to want to use the short ride to practice his English. May I ask, what business brings you to Caracas? But Martina ignored him. In Dutch, she said, on eight. Bram Jaeger, still facing the door, replied calmly in Dutch. Agreed. Lucio Villar furrowed his brow at being ignored by the woman, but he said nothing more. When the elevator reached the eighth floor, Martina Jaeger slipped her Hermes handbag off her shoulder and then she lifted it, raising it into the upper corner of the car. It took the two bodyguards less than a second to realize what she was doing. The tall Dutch woman was covering the security camera. Bram Jaeger continued to face the elevator door and did not turn around, but just as the two younger men at Velar's side started to react to the woman's action— Two pistol silencers appeared around the sides of his suit coat, both pointing backward toward the guards. He'd cross-drawn them from his waist inside his coat, and now his left hand pointed one gun around the right side of his body, and his right hand aimed the other gun around his left. He glanced up at the reflection in the polished metal doors. Both weapons fired as one. Even suppressed, the bark of two automatic pistols rang loudly in the small space. The two bodyguards slammed back against the wall, then dropped to their knees, perfect holes in their foreheads. They'd both drawn their guns, so two weapons tumbled from their hands. The man on the left collapsed a second slower than the man on the right, but they both fell face down onto the floor of the elevator car. Lucio Villar de Allende stood still, his briefcase in his right hand. The bodies of his protection agents crumpled on either side of him. Brahm Yeager turned around now, reholstered the weapon in his right hand inside his coat like an expert, and raised the weapon in his left. Villar spoke in a hoarse whisper. I... I do not understand. The statement was directed toward the man with the gun, understandably, but Martina Yeager answered. Her handbag still covered the camera. No? I think it should be obvious... Somebody out there doesn't like you very much. And with that, Brahm shot Venezuela's top federal prosecutor in the right eye. His head slammed back against the rear wall of the car and he crashed to the floor, settling perfectly between his bodyguards. Brahm fired twice more into the already still form. Control shots, just to make certain the target was dead. With the second bark of the silenced pistol, A few drops of blood splattered up and onto Martina's lavender lebuton pumps. Fjordoma, she shouted. Hetschbetme. Sorry, Brom replied, then knelt and took the pulse of the prosecutor, who was clearly dead. He scooped up spent shell casings, all of them still hot, while Martina Yeager began unbuttoning her blouse with her free hand. She unfastened only two buttons below her breasts, then peeled up a black square of fabric held to her skin with electrical tape. She raised it up under her handbag, and she pressed it over the camera's lens. Once done, she lowered her purse and glanced up at the floor number readout.